What's up, everyone? I hope you're all staying safe and positive out there, given what we're all facing in the world at the moment. Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my good friend, Damo. This episode, we did something a little different, sampling some of Range Brewing's new craft beer releases as we talked about the current state of the world and everything in between. This one was a lot of fun with plenty of banter thrown in there. It can be best described as the bro-off episode. Please welcome the very knowledgeable Damien Peter. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Damo, what's going on, brother? Not much about yourself. Yeah, not much, you know. Podcasting today. Yeah, something different. It's on, it's on the agenda, but uh, we're trying a sample of Range Brewing beers today. What's up? Cheers, man. It's the lager. We're doing something a little bit different today with the podcast. Had a few guests lined up, but uh, given the current COVID-19 situation, we thought we'd better keep it to a tight circle. And uh, what better to have my brother on, Damo? Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sarcastic note, just to touch it off. <laughs> but no, uh, so yeah, we're just trying a few beers today. We're just having a bit of a bro-off podcast, we're calling this one. Uh, Range Brewing here in Brisbane, Newstead, just down the road. It's a... I think I can speak for all of us when I say it's one of our favourite uh, craft beer places to go to. I dare say so, yes. Yeah. No, nah, it is. It's, it's one of those places where it's, I don't know, it's just really chill. You go in there, you have a beer. Um, everyone just really gets along in there, I suppose, and really mm. enjoys themselves. Yeah, and I love, um, I mean, like this is, oh. they've got four new drops of uh, different beers that came out yesterday. So we went and got one of everything that we could before it got cleaned out, everyone getting their home takeaways. But uh, yeah, so... The first one we are trying is the lager. It's called Crisp. An evolving crisp lager, range brewing, forever exploring, forever evolving. There you go. Some words of wisdom on the back of a can. <laughs> I do like the logo, hey. Like I was looking at the other day at the shirts. Um, they really, I think they're like almost limited edition now, just the ones with the logo on it though. Yeah. Um, not the sort of ones that are a bit like a Stussy shirt or whatever they call them. Um, but yeah, they, those ones are pretty sweet. Um, I think they're going to be like a bit of a collector's item. Yeah, I feel like we should uh, probably get one soon, right? Yeah, I Same think so. Same color, royal and matching Different color. Our shirts. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want a pink one, so. That's pretty cool. You want a pink one? Hmm. And you know I'm not going to copy you with that. No, probably not. Although I'm a bit of a trendsetter, so. That's good. <laughs> it's, um, it is very crisp. Yeah, it's. I'm not I mean, a big. There's, um, a, there's a little fruity blend, but it's about as close to a normal lager beer as you can get, right, from mm. a craft beer place. Well, so. I mean, looking at, just look before, they've, yeah, a lot of the. The malts and, and stuff in there, Prim Pilsner, Munich. Okay, interesting. Read them out. Yeah. Read them out. Uh, you've got the malts, you've got your premium Pilsner, you've got a Munich and also the wheat, obviously. So um, everything a delightful, I suppose, crisp lager would have. Yes, really. that's right. It's not bad. It's a good way to start. We, we might add that we'll start with the lowest percentage beer first. Being craft beers, they're generally a lot stronger than your average draft or lager. These ones are only 5.1, that's so that's, yeah, about, that's a about as standard as it gets, really. Yeah. But It's a yeah. little bit of sort of full strength, but no, it, it, it is really good. Um, I know a few people, I think, I heard said that it's like, yeah, it's all right. But, I mean, if I'm going to drink a lager, it's fine. Yeah. I don't have any issues with it. It's I, I don't really drink lagers that much anymore, to be honest. I Usually, if I did, I'd have like a German one, but yeah, yeah these – Sort of similar style, I suppose. I'm not that big on like when it comes to, as you know, like I'll just usually drink it. I don't know, talk about the floral notes and all that stuff. As much as I like craft beer, I'm not going to go and say it's got this and that. 
also because I don't want to sound like an idiot because I don't really know that exactly much about what it. Exactly, yeah. about yeah, so, more of a consumer than a brewer. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to think that I play an important role though in that sort of <laughs> well, production. Someone's of, got a consumer, right? <laughs> exactly right. So I'm just trying to help out. Just keep really. keep the system going, keep <laughs> exactly. the machine rolling. But yeah, so it's uh, crazy times at the moment, right, bro? How how are you feeling about everything? Um, honestly, um, I'm kind of like I'm like anyone else. I'm kind of getting. Frustrated with being cooped up, but I understand the importance of what's going on at the moment. And yeah. I was chatting to someone earlier um, and we just sort of touched on things. And the reason why I think people get frustrated and go, well, why can't I do this? Um, and you know, other people see that and then go, well, I can do that too. And then next thing yeah. you know, everyone's doing that. It's literally why we still have restrictions in place, I, I think. Um, and it makes sense. Like, you know, things will probably relax slightly moving forward. Mm. Um, but I think really it's just one of the things we've got to wait out and the the benefits I suppose of, of just waiting out a bit longer and how it can obviously help and save hopefully um, a lot of people and we don't end up going down the same road as, you know, some of the other countries like the US or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Although they were locked up and a stricter locked out laws than what we've had. Um, like we're currently on level three, I believe. Um, I, th- I don't is it three? Know. I'm not really, really sure. Two. I lose. I lose track. Yeah, so honestly, I lose track. So much information um, going on. I just try and get by the day, and I'm obviously super grateful. I still, I still have work, and I'm, my partner has work, and then there's a lot of other people that aren't as, aren't as uh, sort of lucky in that yeah. sort of situation. So, and yourself as well, as you know. Yeah, it's it's quite bizarre, right? Like everything's going on at the moment, and and there's a lot of panic, or there was, you know, a few weeks ago when it, fit, it was first uh, really getting in the mainstream media, and everyone was going crazy about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite. It's it's weird. It's a weird adjustment because you've got places in the world like the States and Italy and all those other places that are quite heavily affected that are on full stringent lockdown and can't even go out. You're getting arrested if it's if it's that bad. You're, sta- you're seen out a few times in a row. Um, whereas where essential services are still operating, which is a lot of businesses really that may or may not be essential. But Scott Morrison, Prime Minister, he's uh, kept everything open pretty much other than, well, I mean, you know, like that, that they've, They've blocked off, obviously, bars, restaurants, and things like that, which needed to be done. And but it's yeah, it's 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 different because yeah, you're working the same as normal. Which thankful to have a job, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people less fortunate, people losing their lives, obviously. So heart goes out to those people and their families affected. But it's just you know, there's all this talk and everything's closed, but we're still going to work as normal. The only thing that changes really for us is a lot of it is that we can't go to the gym after work, and. You know, you're still there working. You want to go do things out in the weekend because you've been operating as normal, and then that's when you're st- stuck to the confines think, of your own home. Yeah, right? I think I think that's the part that sort of it's is probably the most frustrating. But yeah, that, that's that's it. It feels sort of normal for yourself, and then I suppose it's taking a step back and having a bit of empathy for people and going, oh, yeah. well, at the end of the day, I still have that my job and I have that opportunity to do things. But yeah, yeah. I think being out of routine is what really throws people out. But I think so. I've been yeah. back in a routine probably in the last few weeks, being able to. The exercise at home and stuff so that's been good um just need more weights just not enough weights around i think that's the, i think that's one of the biggest things we need to really look at is just fast tracking extra weights into australia if we can do that it'd be great. Um, it would be great yeah and then and then obviously vaccine very very important as well but that, come on bring some weights with us um but yeah it's been good though like uh lucky obviously uh well people don't know but that Damon's teacher. What are you, deputy principal now, aren't you? Um, more or less. No, I just sort of. I'm like a teacher in charge, uh, sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's good. Um. And that's sort of like support other staff and and sort of still do teaching and mm. a whole lot of other things as well. So um. 
yeah, and, and, you know, stand in for when someone's away and whatever yeah. else it might yeah. be. Yeah. But you're lucky enough to drag a bunch of weights out of the school gym and yeah, bring yeah, them was, into your, it was into really your garage. It was awesome to be able to do that. We just kept it on a log and <laughs> yeah. just um, make sure we disinfect everything before we take it back, which inevitably yep. will happen. And unfortunately, because there's a lot of sweat going on those uh, those weights and that bench and everything. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, there is quite a, a hot workout space. In the it prison is. gym, we've the, been calling it. The prison gym, yeah. That's <laughs> not the greatest. It's it's, But it's something. And again, it's it's, awesome. it's better than nothing. It's better than what we can- Two by know. four, basically. Two yeah. by four. <laughs> Two, yeah. by four. Two by five. So what, how's it, um, I mean, how is it? I know you've you've been on holidays and you've sort of just gone back to school now mm-hmm. to work, obviously. So how how do you find it being in a working, a, a working environment, being in an educational standpoint with you've got kids at school now yeah. that are only- they're for essential workers, right? But are they all coming back in a week or so? Or? Oh, no, I have not. Look, I'm pretty much giving the same information as everyone else. Yeah. Um, so more or less, as far as I know, it's still week five and then they make an announcement federally to see what happens. Yeah. Um, statewide, it could be different as well though. Um, depends on what they want to sort of do at a, a state level. But um, mm, I saw a private it, school yeah. in Victoria is opening up uh, next week, like, all their kids back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, yeah. Decisions it, I think, it, yeah, it just depends on the, on the schools and things like that too. Um, and obviously I can understand from both angles why people want to do, you know, keep it. So it's sort of like minimize contact and then other yeah. people saying, just open them up, pull them back in. And it, it, it makes sense in a lot of ways. And then otherwise it doesn't. So I just think it's one of those things where you've, you've got to look at it from all angles and then hopefully yeah. um, it comes to a, I suppose everyone comes to an agreement because that's, that's the thing at the end of the day, you don't want to, I don't know how to put it, but it's one of those things where no one's ever going to be happy 100%. No. On, You're not going to please everybody and you no. never will. No, not, not at all. Um, for me, I, I just I just want everyone to be safe, but at the same time, um, for me, like I, I just hope students are still able to access the same level of support from home with yeah. online learning and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it can be hard, obviously, um, depending on, you know, all sorts of things, things like what um, technology and stuff that students have and their families have available to them. Yeah. Because like I know there's a lot of like the, they're doing like Zoom meetings or classes and things like that. And that seems to be even in, oh, all Zoom. around the world, but or, whatever way they're doing it. Yeah, but, Zoom. Um, Generally Zoom. It's just, yeah, it's, it must be quite an adjustment for the parents though to basically be coming in as that kind of caregivers, obviously, and parents yeah. number one, but they're actually having to kind of run many schools out of their own, like homeschooling basically yeah. and keep keep the kids on to it and entertained and she said it must be a task. Oh, I'd say it would be. Yeah, um, not that either of us know. But no, I, no, yeah. not at all. I don't have children myself. But um, I, I look, it's one of those things too where I suppose it's more being ran, from what I know most schools is, um, there's online learning happening um, I think from school for the students at home. Yeah. Um, and I think other parts, obviously the parents need to help, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it would be pretty hard if you're not used to that whatsoever. Um, and man, some of the stuff that's probably changed for a lot of people who haven't, you know, looked at that sort of schoolwork in a long time, they're probably mm. like, what is this? Um, you know, we've already got phone calls like that. And that's oh, fair like from the too. parents' point of yeah, view. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, that's, bet, yeah. and that's fair enough. Like yeah. I, I can see why that would happen as well because things change so quickly. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's something that's probably is challenging and that's probably part of the push as well to have people back as soon as possible. Yeah, but also, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, because there is a big part of it. The key part is people missing out on socialization and also actual things that they're, they're doing at school. So it is hard though, where you can't go out in excursions and do cool stuff like that. Like yeah, you normally do the classroom, um, yeah. when you do have still students at school. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, again, it's one of those things at the end of the day, as long as everyone's safe, it's the main thing. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. Catch up, bro. Ready to taste the next one. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not bad. That's I, good. I don't mind it. Yeah, no, it's not yes, but yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. All we can do is the best right now. We're all in it together as we keep hearing on yeah, every t- as, TV as station said. and advert. And, uh, I feel like that used to be an advert before this all sort of went I, I down I know it well. is because it keeps clicking in my mind. I'm like, yeah. where have they got that from? But I can't quite They're get like, it. Yes, we're hearing it so much. Pay someone now for marketing for that. Keep it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, royalty rights. Mm. Jeez, that would be uh, wrapping up now. <laughs> not, not bad at all. I don't know how many times that would be broadcasted around the world. Um I actually seen a, a pretty awesome thing uh, just before I came over here. I was looking on Instagram. And just to say you saw it, Daniel. I, I saw it, yeah. Um, on Instagram, uh, you know, the, the game Fortnite, I don't, I don't really play it. Oh, don't yeah, really yeah, know don't about it. it yeah. But uh, Travis Scott and a lot of the rappers and stuff like that, entertainers uh, play it quite heavily. But they did a live concert within the game of Fortnite and I was watching the video. It was crazy, man. Like they had done... Just it was like it was a concert and it was developing. And he just came out of nowhere, like within the screen of like what was going on, and just, it, it just looked awesome, man. Was Travis Scott. Oh yeah, yeah the rapper. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not around. But like, like they yeah, did, like, like should be. Yeah, they not. did like a mini concert. <laughs> it was like ten minutes or something like something like that. Uh, the parts that I saw anyway, but it was just just extravagant. The detail like that had gone on in the video game to a live concert there, and everyone's like playing the game, but they were in it, and it's just yeah. like forever changing and just yeah, it was crazy. Just a little bit that I watched. It, it's pretty cool, like in a way. I suppose some of the innovation will probably come out from all the everything yeah. going online, yep. um, and that's a lot of sort of some of the silver linings that have popped up when people have been talking about um, the innovation that'll be made for things like technology. Uh, and things like that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, the biggest thing for me at the moment too in the way of that is sort of worrying about sort of some of the artists, you know, musicians and stuff and how they're going to go with this whole thing. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like uh, short of doing online concerts, a lot of the money's made from actual physical merch sales because a lot of the, obviously the music and stuff, there's all the streaming services that yeah. take a lot of money from that. Yeah. So it's it's really like what what happens if this extends further for those guys um, and girls, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, that's the one thing I sort of always think in the back of my head. As I told you, I bought tickets to something and then uh, like less than a week later, it's like, oh, this is happening. And I'm like, I still actually haven't heard if I'm getting a refund for that either. Yeah. So I probably need to look into that. But I'm sure at the end of the day, like, I'm sure it's there and if it's supporting whoever it is, then that's fine. And then obviously eventually they'll do a concert when they can or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I just really miss that too because I, I, you know, you know, I'll, yeah, just, go concert, to a show, I'll, oh, I'll great, just go to yeah. a concert by myself. Yeah. Like, I I, I've got no qualms about that. And also because obviously the kind of Listen musical is to it. Heavy death metal. Heavy death metal <laughs> stuff like that. A lot <laughs> yeah, of people you haven't like, quite twisted my arm to go watch yeah. Listen <laughs> to yeah. anything. But that stuff, you know, I understand it's not for everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's it. But I I mean, honestly, the concerts and the, the big stadium games and arenas for comedians and things like that is going to be a long way off. Like the actual concerts themselves are oh, going to yeah, be that, the last that, thing to be put back on. That probably, um, yeah, that probably won't happen for a while though. It's it's interesting that um, the NRL is like, like have 100% admitted they're going back yeah, what's on the 28th. So May 28th, 29th, 29th or so something. They, well, they right? are, yeah. Apparently they are now. Um, and it's it's interesting because every, every other sort of sporting body and that's just like, nah, nah, nah. So yeah, I, I, they probably don't have much really – in the way of like well, choice. It sounds like the financial thing yeah, is, is yeah, why they're going yeah. back. And it's pretty shocking. Sorry to sorry to interrupt, but it's pretty shocking to hear that the, you know, the player funds, um, the superannuation fund being sort of not put, had any money into it in the last three years and stuff like oh, that. Oh, is that? Oh, really? I didn't that, hear that one. There was yeah. some stuff, yeah, apparently. That and it's pretty why Greenberg's ended up like I resigning think so. basically well, it was, with everything mounting up. Yeah. I think he got pretty much told you go or we'll make you go anyway. So that's sort of what happened there, I think. But it, yeah, it, it's kind of I can kind of see why the players' unions and that would be pretty frustrated in that regard. Because yeah. that's that's over three years. That's a lot of money that's not there. That, that should be. That's very fishy, yeah. Yeah. 
So where, where, where is that going and what is it propping up within the organization, you know, but it's still at this point where they're financially yeah, well, screwed just, almost by the sounds of it if they don't start up. So. I suppose it's just that financial management more than anything. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like it's, it's such a, you, you, that's the thing I think that shocks everyone. It's such a big sport in Australia. Well, I mean, maybe because we're in Queensland, New South Wales, et cetera. It yeah. seems like it is. I know it's not everywhere else, but in the way of you think a sport that big would have be really well financially run and whatever else, but it seems like maybe um, there we go. Yep. Yeah, underpaying retirement fund. Yeah, to the, but it's not. It's a tune of ten million dollars. Like it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's that's a lot that of money. Is a lot of money. Yeah, and it's like I, I get it, but well, no, I don't get it. Really, to be completely honest, like that's pretty bad. And you'd think that well, a club that big, or oh, sorry, a whole organization that big would have really good books going forward for those you would think right but that that just leads me to think where's that money going that money is if they're already in financial crisis that money's going to top something else up I'd so what is it actually the, topped up i reckon the lizard Greenberg's people i'm CEO thinking that's just wage. me uh, <laughs> <laughs> no um I, I i think it's just probably not thinking about it and maybe just same thing too many people um probably that probably i just sort of given i think that's the biggest thing in the NRL. there's a lot of people who are probably finish the game and that and they go, here's a job for you. And it's kind of like, are they actually really doing much for the for the organization? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, some of the guys retire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, um, you see them doing like concreting jobs and stuff. Like even the guys in their NRL mm. at the moment, some of the younger guys, I've seen them on jobs. Yeah. I've seen them come into yeah. work. Like, I think, well, look, I think moving forward, it'll probably be a bit more like, you know, and, and you need to set people up after because you spend so much time dedicating yourself to a certain craft. Mm. And it used to be that it was the same with rugby, um, which is another kettle of fish altogether. Yeah. But that used to be that you had to work and you, you were working basically and you'd play on the weekends and stuff and the world, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah, trades yeah, and sure, stuff. Yeah. So that, semi-professional that, basically well, was that, back it was that working then, class yeah. background too but again yeah. even with rugby it was like they used to have to do uni or they had to do something else yeah yeah so um yeah it's just um it's just interesting how that sort of all panned out but in saying that too in, on a, in a selfish way i'm glad that there'll be something on tv sport wise to watch i think there's only like a couple of leagues on in the world like something like bahrain or something like that had a soccer like second or third division yeah, it was, like, and everybody those, was watching it putting money in on yeah. it like getting them sponsorship deals and things like it was that all that <laughs> running joke of like that people are putting like ridiculous bets on like iranian like table tennis and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're actually, that was one of the only things that was running at one stage and someone was telling me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I, how have you known that? So I'm feeling like they must've actually checked that out themselves. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. And I table would say it would be I'm, the laws within the country though too. And some <laughs> of those countries like are going to have very, a lot of leniency in their laws, but yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, another sport that was uh, trying to continue on tooth and nail that did continue on without um, actual crowds and everything was the UFC as well. Dana uh, White was pushing that hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he frustrates me, that dude. I know. Like, he does. He's That's just why so, I brought it up. I know. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's, just, it's like, it's just, I don't know. Do you know why like though? Arrogance. There's a reason why though he was pushing it so hard. Obviously to keep the brand going and keep yeah. something going. And, and that well, was the, the most epic fight that was yeah. going to be on. Oh, yeah, yeah. was like the fifth time that... Khabib and Tony Ferguson were trying to make this fight and actually happen. It's the fifth time. Whenever now I hear it's Tony got Ferguson, and I, I for so long, it reminds me of Tony Robbins, and I don't know why. And I get in my head, and I'm like, Tony Robbins, why is he fighting the USC all of a sudden? And then I remember it's not the same person. Kind of looks a little like it. Well, I don't think they do. I just, I just, not, yeah. For some reason, I get them mixed up, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's because I don't actually know who Ferguson is until I saw him actually yeah. fight. And I go, oh, there he is. Um, so I just, for some reason, just associate him with Tony Robbins, which yeah. makes zero sense. So apologies for that. 
actual anecdote makes zero sense. There you are. Some awesome care. fighter, but hey, we'll get it hopefully at some point. But it's still, <laughs> it sounds like they're replacing Khabib with Justin Gaethje though. So that'll be interesting. But um, yeah, and then he purchases Fight Island. And uh, Do you actually buy an island? Yeah, he bought an island. Yeah, that's insane. It's legit. And I, and I, but I'm still not sure if it's going to happen. Like, it was seeming like that was going to be the, the thing that was going to happen because they can fly the international guys like Khabib and there's a lot, obviously, Brazilian yeah. fighters yeah. anywhere else. They can fly them to that island in international waters and let it's it like But I'm sure they would have to get a, a whole lot of It reminds me of the Simpsons monkey knife fights in, in international <laughs> waters, except it's it's – it, it, actually, it's like anything. It's like always, Mortal Kombat, man. It, it's well, like it all is. those things. It yeah. is. It's like someone says uh, Shang Tsung's Island or whatever it is, um, where he gets them all. That's pretty much Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is Mortal Kombat, right? They go there and the best warriors in the world. Yeah, yeah face off. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much We're it. We're sure there's yeah. a new movie getting made about that. It'd be pretty awesome. Uh, I think it probably got. I think helped. everyone's had enough Mortal Kombat for a while, uh, mate. There hasn't been a Mortal Kombat movie for like 25 years. Yeah, Easy. but you're not going to beat. Uh, what one was it? First of all, well, there was only there's one. Been a, no, there's oh, been, no, there's there's been a few. Been there's a been few, Annihilation. Yeah. There's been. Yeah, that was that was the main one though, right? Yeah, like, I, I liked, as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is the coolest that thing That was ever. awesome. And as an adult, man, I'm like, that's that. a terrible movie, but I'll still watch it. Yeah. It's exactly. kind of like when you watch- It's the characters um, though. You're like- The Karate like Kid. Well, it's you know like I mean? DC and Marvel too. You're kind of- you're attached to the characters and the, you know, everything that's oh, going yeah, yeah, on yeah. within the world whatsoever. So you're going to watch it anyway, you know? I guess, yeah. But in saying that, when we're talking about characters, it's Mortal Kombat. They're not really. No, they're not really. Like, they're just like <laughs> place cards. Like they don't do much. Really. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I get what you mean. But yeah, be cool when you're talking like something like Batman, it's like, oh, man, unreal. Like to be fair though, I never watched a lot of those um, early Batmans like Michael Keaton and I think oh, I definitely- This one was pretty good though. I, yeah, his, one, that one was probably one of the better ones, good, but I was yeah. quite young then and I yes, probably so wasn't allowed to. Yeah. That was Tim Burton directed, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, so I think it had that vibe from what I talked Because the reason from why- parts I've seen, I should say. Yeah, recently listened to uh, Mark Maron's podcast with Danny DeVito and he plays yeah. the Penguin, of course. And it was yeah. quite interesting actually for him, go, he was going on how he got into character and all like all the things that he was doing like to, to play the Penguin because it's one of his better roles. Was really probably that he was known I've, for. I, uh, I don't like to counter with uh, him and Matilda as uh, Harry the Harry. That's all I remember. Oh God, I don't even know. If, I would have seen it probably at some he point. Literally, but I, I don't know. Don't like that. in my head, that's like I'm like that. That's Danny DeVito in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's okay. how he acts. But God, I'm sure it's not. Know. I'm sure he's not a dodgy car salesman that puts um, sawdust into petrol tanks. But hey, like yeah. you know, like that could that could be real. Like that could be a thing that he does. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. But they were going back to that UFC, what was actually happening was why he was pushing that is that they recently signed that deal with ESPN. Oh, UFC. So ESPN recently got the TV rights. Right, yeah. And okay. Well, they, that makes sense. They had to yeah. make something like Ah, there we are. Something like There's Tony Robbins. They had to hey. get a certain amount of money. Is he lightweight? Sorry, I'm just Yeah. They had to get a certain amount of uh, light heavyweight, that is. Oh, that's um, like yeah, they, they had to get a certain amount of money in through the before the end of um April or something because to satisfy like the ESPN deal, like, cause there's a certain amount of money that they have to make every yeah. month or whatever yeah. to justify to go to ESPN and everything to having it right. on the, the fights on there. So money rules all as and always. Well, apparently, course. well, that's that's so far what what I've got it's from money. Yeah, UFC $750 million deal with ESPN. That was, that was back in May two th- 2008. So that was a while ago. Yeah. Is it up for renewal or well, something? So that's that 2018, that says. Yeah, but is it up for a renewal? Because that's No, it's like, just uh, um, because it kind of kicked over and it was the first few. I mean, it's only probably been 
maybe three or four months on ESPN, but they had, they just have to make a certain amount of money. I, I gather it's from um, pay-per-view sales and ticket sales and things like that. Whatever, yeah. there, there must be something in the deal where they have to make about X amount, which is probably very achievable for the UFC to make for ESPN. Yeah, well, it's and then much, they get paid in a day. It's pretty much this generation. It was something boxing, like so. that along those like, lines, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I still, I'm keen for Fight Island. I think that would be awesome. Then we'll see fights every weekend, hopefully. Oh, but uh, Mickey, you can only imagine what would go down on that island, though. And, and, and people just, trying to infiltrate a god. They'd have to have an unreal amount of security to try and like- It'd be like a real like survivor. Like yeah. an actual real survivor. <laughs> imagine that. Hey, like, they go loose. Survivor like, UFC. It's yeah. like, woo. But it's, intense. it's, oh man, it's, yeah, like the, it's, it's weird when you go out on the streets and things like that. It's kind of like the purge, eh? that, that movie. Where <laughs> yeah. like just out. Did you see someone, uh, it was one of the countries, I can't remember where it was around the world. They had like a siren for everyone to go in. Like they must've had a lot of hours for you to be out. And then you had to be in your house on a, in isolation at a certain point. And this sheriff or whoever did it and made it in this town was playing the purge noise. And they didn't know that it was the purge noise. They just found it as a siren to play through oh, the streets. God. And it was a, you know, that real distinctive I noise. I haven't actually seen any uh, of them. I only so, watched it recently, but, yeah. but I'd heard the noise before and seen the yeah. memes and stuff. But um, yeah, they were playing it. And just like, it was just funny watching people's like, because obviously people have seen the movie and they were just freaking out. Like when this, oh, just anarchy. It'd be, it's, it was fun. I can't remember what country it was in the world, but oh, Sure, oh, Louisiana, yeah. that's where they play it. So it's in America. Okay. Of course, Classic. it's America. Louisiana police apologize for it. using siren from, from the, the perch. perch to signal I, I can't, nah, someone's done that to G everyone up for <laughs> well, sure. Well, that's what that's I would have thought as well. That's funny as. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll go to next beer here. What are we looking at? We've got ways to translate the double hot pale ale, 5.7%. A double dry hot pale ale loaded with cashmere, Cairo. Syrah and Simico. Okay, I don't even know if I pronounce any of those things. Cryo, right, I think it's Cryo. Cryo, so yeah, quite a new cryo. hop, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so that's their motto: range brewing, forever exploring, forever evolving. Which is why they have. Well, so that would explain beers. Like some of the obviously beers are pretty sort of yeah. uh, experimental in some ways. Yeah, like, like one and, of the other and ones the on the heavy lineup. turnover as well of beers all the time, which mm. is magnificent because they're all damn near perfect. Jeez, man. No, I won't say that Intense. too much. No. They're, they're, they're excellent, though. Definitely. They are excellent. Definitely. We'll see uh, what this one tastes like. I really should have given you that one. No, that's all right. Well, at least it's not a stitch up this time. Like your last pour. Jeez. Oh, yeah. My yeah, pour. All right. I like their other cans though, where they've got the emblems, like the little Viking cartoon characters and things I like think that. They moved, it looks like they moved away from that a little bit. It um, does, right? They've done is, it with the blueberry sour and a few other I, the other. Maybe drinks. that's meant to be for more core range things. That might be it too. I'm sure if you ask them, yeah, tell you. But yeah, They're more, more friendly people. frequent brewing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also it could be that their packaging is limited at the moment because of times yeah possibly but um yeah, yeah maybe they are going away from because i've seen less and less of it i like the i like the art design i think it's cool that it's it is cool it's yeah. just very it yeah it's unique well, i used to translate yeah it's tasty it's a bit of a more fruity smell to it oh yeah and taste oh yeah definitely taste definitely yeah very hoppy yeah yeah you can definitely taste that double uh, hop but it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it I like that. That that's a good sessionable drink right there. Mm. Yeah, very nice. I've le- I mean, you know, obviously we drink Delicious. mainly the IPAs a lot of the time, the Indian mm. pale ales. But yeah, um, I do find these 
like you can have a few more of them, you know, when you get down that yeah, rail hole with a few well, IPAs and your, your tongue starts heavy. to feel yeah, it, and it's a bit heavy like, and you need water and yeah, it's after yeah. about like six or seven of those, you're done. But yeah, uh, that's it. Refreshing. That's quite refreshing. That's a good summer drink, that one. Mm. A lot of these ones are. I know that they are the brew of the pale ale and, and most varieties, the brews, but uh, not just range, obviously. I Green Beacon's another good one. Yeah, Green Beacon. Big fan of them. Yep. Um, and obviously the uh, the good old IPA there. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that, as we know. I mean, are these... I know Green Beacon, I mean, it's when, I mean, they go. They start out microbreweries, right? And then they get a bit bigger. Then they end up getting brought out most of the time, these breweries. And they kind of commercialize the beers and don't really change the recipe, hopefully, too much. More packaging on the can sometimes to have a more commercial market. But yeah. How many? I wonder how many of these beers that are getting brewed here are actually available internationally. Like, I know that um, Green Beacon used to actually have a deal with, I think it might have been Singapore Air or someone similar, okay. and they actually used to have their beers available on the Brisbane to Singapore. Oh wow! Flights, um, but not in actual alcohol shops. Like you couldn't get these craft beers. I'm sure like, you say could, in New Zealand or, but it's no different to in, in Australia where if you want to f- try a beer from like Norway, you've got to go to quite a specialized area yeah. like Brewski or somewhere like that. Which you've definitely um, found. <laughs> uh, Every other way, bro, oh, I found, it's like I found you got, this new place. Oh, you, well, it's, it's I, like I you spent go, an hour in there and I got four beers. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, well, look, I mean, it's, to me, it's like, it's it's quality over, over quantity. So mm. it's just trying For new sure. things, obviously. Um, the only thing is sometimes when, prime example, I think was, yeah, when you go in and you go, oh, this looks cool, get two or three things. And then um, you go to the counter and you don't see the price and it's $38 and you're like, okay, that's a bit much. Um <laughs> Then that's that's to my partner. That never actually happened. Just saying that was just a joke. So please yeah. don't check the account. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, that's sarcastic. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it, like if you search out those places, you can find obviously places like craft beer from all over the place. Yeah. So I was telling you about there's um, there's always Garage Project, which is actually from New Zealand. Um, yeah. New Zealand, which you've been raving yeah. about the last couple oh, of it's years. Uh, it's, uh, it's, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> well, yes. actually, uh, interesting. I saw someone make a comparison to range being um, – like our version of Garage Project okay, or Queensland's yeah. version of Garage yeah. Project just because of the amount of hazies and stuff that they brew. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, like that's a prime example. Like you can – if you go to certain places, you can find that Garage Project around um, and there's a lot of other beers that you can find obviously yep. um, from other places. But it's just you get very specialised obviously – being sort of in a craft beer market, we're like we're in obviously a, you know, a city. If you're in a small town, your yeah, options are usually, yeah. um, you know, something like. To be honest, a lot of places now something like um, Stone and Wood, which is you know a great beer, um, yep. probably one of the first ones that sort of got probably most. Well, I know for myself because it got me into craft. Um, yeah. One of my mates actually used to brew for them back in the day when they were getting big. Um, he, I think, brewed out, brews down in South Australia now in the wine sort of area. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. enjoying that down there. So, um, but in all honesty, like if you think back, like I'm actually interested, I'm going to turn the tables on you. What was your first introduction? What do you remember your first sort of crafty sort of beer that sort of started you thinking or making a bit um, more of a delve into that craft first market? Craft beer. Well, it's. I mean, because there's obviously um, commercialized craft beer too, which some people would well, start to that, say that's, that that's still beer, it, right? Like, I mean, I'll I tell mean, you mine. That's where you say well. stone and wood, right? So, would you class that as a somewhat of a craft beer, or it's a, it's an introductory oh. beer to craft beer, right? Like, well, no, like it's still it, is craft, quite heavily commercialized now. It is, but it's still. I suppose the big thing that people use is the whole independent. If they've got the little label on it, which I guarantee this will, yep, it does. Independent at the top, they have that there, yeah, so people I know. See that, yeah. um, if it doesn't, it means it's owned by someone. Being probably probably Lion, yeah. probably Asahi, yeah. whoever it is. But the big thing there is um, 
it doesn't really matter. I think if it's if it's still a craft sort of one and gets you into it, a yeah. craft style. I don't Look, see I, the problem with that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I've been living over here probably what nine years now, over nine years. Um, I don't think I really drank any craft beers in New Zealand, but if I did, it would have been accidentally. Um, but I think, <laughs> accidentally. well, you know, like oh, you stick to I the bright and true. Oh, when you're younger, you stick to project. the ones that you're going to get drunk on, right? Did this when you're come going to some guy's project, uh, his garage? Is no, I'll tell you, it'd be Monteith's in New too. Zealand. Monteith's was around oh, for a long yeah. time. Yep. I didn't really like them then. Um, yep. But, you know, like I had the odd one of those. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? You know, because it's so thick and you're not used to it. That taste on your on your tongue, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Well, when you, it's like just, most things in Australia are pretty much sort of like lager or yeah. something like, you know, you're more well, mainstream. Same, same of, in New Zealand and most places, yeah. I would say that don't, uh, not the craft beer. But, and that's it. Once you, once you go to craft beer and then you go to try and have a normal beer again, it just tastes watered down and not very nice at all. Like now, once you start on craft beers, you never go back, right? It's it's almost like that. Yeah, I think I think that's probably for most people too. And I think it's that they experiment with so many different other sort of types and flavors and stuff. Yeah. Um, but in saying that too, there's a time and a place for, you know, just your normal lagers and things like, or just normal sort of beers that aren't crafty. One there, yeah, just cheaper, a, yeah. or just to have a-, a And you, you want to have a couple and you got to drive or yeah. something, something like that. Yeah, you know, or something you, like you, that where, yeah, you, you know, because that's the thing that's a, probably a little bit of a, um, a lot of the hops and everything else like that and everything else is added to it, it generally for whatever reason. I don't know much at all about brewing, but- they're usually preceded by a high alcohol percentage yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which then like a you know whatever else. So yeah. um, you couldn't just have sort of like you know a four forty can and then drive a lot of these things. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of these craft beers. Yeah, yeah. Which you which you find and, yeah. and it's matched with the price obviously as well. Because when I first started, I mean, yeah, I would have had those back in New Zealand, but probably I would have been introduced to craft beer. I would say more so. You you know would have shown me. Uh, you would have introduced me to the craft beer world. Um, probably, but, I just probably said I'm going here and they only have craft yeah, beers, they deal with it. That's yeah. probably what happened. And but then, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's pretty much yeah. it. But um, I would say, yeah, I've definitely got into it like the last five, six years, um, I would dare say. Do they sponsor you, the New Zealand I cricket I don't know, team? he's watching cricket. So, <laughs> so that's what, what's going Monteith. on? He doesn't watch cricket. <laughs> it was a New Zealand cricket team anyway. What, so ah, Monteith sponsored them. They must, they? yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't think, oh, I was just about to say, I didn't think you could, but then I remembered VB sponsors like all of the sports or teams. It's possible so. that they actually sell some of those at the game. It could be. I, mean, I see they've got a few IPAs here that they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's been a big company in New Zealand for quite some time, I guess, before craft beers are really known that well. Like, I mean, but that would be, I was younger then. So they yeah. were probably known with the older guys, you know, and that's who they were targeting yeah. with, with their beers. Um, Cause I know that that's what you would see a lot of the bigger bosses and things like that at some of the jobs that I was at would be drinking some of those. It was it was always a little bit more of a snobby beer, I think, and more expensive. I, but I that's think that's the, the, the that's, general consensus. That is you know, the like perception you, too, right? Go, from some like I go home, home to my um, hometown and I'm like, oh, I'll get a stone of wood. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, drinking stone of wood. It's like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I like the taste drinking, of my beer. Not drinking until he's new, like drinking rusty nails anymore. Like, <laughs> but in saying that, there's still a place for that. I'll still uh, have Of course, one, I guess. yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah. Once you once you once I started tasting them, um, obviously yeah, the percentage in alcohol, you, you notice straight away. There's a lot more, and also yeah, the price. But it's they're a lot more pleasure, pleasurable to drink. You know, you're drinking something crafty, right? You're drinking something that actually evokes a lot more taste, uh, your yeah. senses and your taste buds as well. Yeah. And I, I think another thing too is it's sort of starting to even though I said before there's higher like alcohol percentages in some of these beers is that it's it's crossing over to a little bit more as I said before quality over quantity. Um, and so what you're getting there is people who are probably 
you know, it might even be binge drinking as less or it might actually be decreasing binge drinking mm. um, somewhere in, in, you know, like Australia and it's actually getting people to enjoy it for the actual flavours as opposed to just I am drinking this just solely so oh, I'm intoxicated. And sculling it, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you do a lot when you're younger if um, that's your objective. Yeah, well, you know. Mate, We've all done that. It's, it's parties, <laughs> man. It happens. Um, it does, yeah. You know, but it, it's just one of those things I think where the best stuff um, is sort of now coming f- out of Australia, I feel like anyway, that before it used to be that you'd have to, like there wasn't a lot of beers that, you know, it'd be like America. So like the whole West Coast. Like, There's yeah, a lot that. in America yeah. though. Like when I went over there, like I was started it, away, But yeah. now like here is like, and New Zealand and a lot of places have really thriving yeah. scenes where they could rival. Like I, I, some, I remember it was not that long ago and I had a beer from America. Um, you might've been there actually. Yeah, it was. It was not long ago at all. And I had it and I was like, this is average. And then I thought about one that I had like a few days earlier and it was from um, an Australian place, not far from my house actually, brewed right there. Yeah. And um, that kind of where it clicked and I thought, you know, yeah, it's like we do it here just as good as anyone, mm. like in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was just more um, when I saw it, I was impacted by how my, how many of the craft beers are actually on the taps over there and in like the major liquor stores, like not just going to a random liquor store to try and find the craft beer good sections. Um, they had them everywhere, you know, and yeah. even at the sporting games, like the NFL yeah, games. When you told me that, I was um, like, that's insane. Oh, man, like, it was awesome, eh? And how wicked. The the best things, <laughs> one of the best things America does is at their sporting games is they've got a drink holder built into their goddamn seats when you're there. <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> like right? And, and, it's, and it can hold a can because straight up, the IPA that I was drinking at, at that, um, what, did we, what did we go watch? We went and watched the LA Rams. Who are they playing again? Jesus Christ, that's so bad that I've forgotten that already. LA Rams, God damn, I can't even think of it right now. I know they won. It was a preseason game anyway. Um, but, yeah, I drank – they had the big can. It was like this, but is it Stone's IPA? Stone's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stones, it was yeah. like that big, big. And the drink holder could straight up hold that. No worries. Like, I mean, obviously, it's they're not. promoting a drinking culture there at the well, games. I, but I, think, I just thought it was great because how many times do you spill your have... goddamn drink at a game yeah. or someone knocks yeah. over your little – Stupid plastic cup set up that you have under your seat or stashed. Well, or it's, it's obviously here in Australia. It's it's obviously owned by contracts from really mm. big brewers, and that's why you, you don't have that variety. Um, yeah. But obviously over there, it's a bit different. And also the fact that you have, I just it shocks me that you can get craft there. It's nuts. Like at a actual game, that's that's the coolest. Thing oh, ever. it was brilliant. Yeah, like yeah, not being forced to drink one or they normally have what like you know, a selection of maybe three or four beers if you're lucky. And they're always the light ones and they're always the ones you don't really mm. want to drink or they've got some spirits and things like that, which is, is pretty good over here. Because I don't remember them really having spirits too much at the games over in New Zealand. <laughs> of course. What's that? It's like the, oh, t- he's the got twos. A snap there. <laughs> God damn, I can't remember. Oh, who did we? Oh, Denver Broncos. That's who they were playing. Mm. God, I can't believe I forgot that. Um, here we go. Down but yeah, it, it was good. It was awesome seeing that. And yeah, being able to drink an IPA and... And going to America Enjoy. and just enjoying everything. It's uh-huh. how good. Yeah, that'll be a while off, eh? Probably. <laughs> Especially yeah. after how much money I spent there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always Gabby from that. Oh, I'm like, oh, man. Well, Europe, that's it. I mean, Europe, though. Europe was sweet. Really enjoyed yeah. that. And I was lucky when I went to Europe that it was the dollar was really good. So, um, and obviously, just complete different cultures. And the craziest thing is because it's also interconnected. You go from literally like two hours and you're in a completely different culture. It's, yeah. Especially when you go from somewhere um, sort of into the, um, sort of the more Eastern countries that still have that Slavic influence. That's, that, that's pretty cool. Like, um, and just the, the complete difference in architecture and stuff like that, obviously after, you know, 
World War Two and everything oh, else. Man, and I so want to go over there and experience that. It'd be amazing, though. Yeah, it is. It's really just, cool. Oh, yeah. And well, it's, wild, it's like anything. It? Yeah, probably not a wild food do that. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's, just, it's definitely next on the list. But you've, though, got, to, you've like, got to worry about getting home and seeing your folks, mate. That's what you got to do. Well, I would have been there two weeks ago if it wasn't for this thing going yeah, down. So that, yeah. was, that was the other way to obviously affect me traveling. Yeah, wanting to go see family and friends and yeah. everyone and oh, catch look, up. I think it'd be, it probably, you know, won't be too much longer and you might be able to head over Maybe there. from New Zealand to Australia, they may have something going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, which I've, I've heard talks of. Yeah, yeah. I've been having international travel. But as of international travel for the rest ah, of the world, Prague. going everywhere, lovely, that's going to be rough. Well, lovely, that, that, lovely in the winter too. Lovely in the winter. Oh, you went in the winter, right? Yeah, and that would be very. Oh, it was really cool. Yeah. We went to. Um, I'm just thinking back when we were in Salzburg, which is uh, Austria, and um, we were walking down the street on the way home. And obviously, being winter, it gets dark quicker. Yeah. And it started snowing. Walking down the street with the lights just coming on, like the oh, lights. Wow. It was really cool because um, at that point. Um, at that point, I don't think Taylor had seen – no, she'd seen snow. Yeah. Um, I think she had. She hadn't been to the snow, I think, at that point. So I think that's what was said. But there's and something else snowing. about fresh snow and not having oh, to go yeah. to a and ski it was, field it, to but go it was. And it was see quite that. thinking yeah. it there. It was actually really cool because it was like, as I said, like the lights, you know, just flickering on. It was like dimly lit, and then yeah. it started snowing, and everyone's like, "Yeah." Well, and I'm like, got the little bouquet. And, and me going. being the humbugger, like, it's cold. Let's go. Let's get home. But what about Europe then? What what would be your top top three places that you actually visited, and top three things you actually did there? Um, well, I think for me, definitely Germany. Um, I only got to spend a little okay. bit of time in Germany. Yep. Um, and we were in Berlin and that was just the, the history of World War II, the mon- like obviously, you know, the monuments, uh, just everything. Um, very haunting, uh, if you will. And obviously one of the things that I think that everyone probably needs to do at you know, some point, if they, if they have the opportunity, yeah. that is, um, I think. What was the other one? Prague. Yeah, Prague. Prague was really cool as well. Um, just as I said, like just the the difference in architecture and stuff, you can definitely still see the Slavic influences there. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed um, in Italy it was, uh, yeah, Florence. Um, uh, Firenze, I think I say. I'm not very good with any Italian. I, I did Italian in year eight actually. At, yeah. Uh, Kamasikiyamo Damien. So that's about all I know. Is um, that Kamasikiyamo Damien? Kamasikiyamo. Uh, my name is Damien. I believe that means Sounds I probably like you're butchered it. to say something else. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I hopefully didn't butcher that, uh, but I'm sure I did. But um, no, I really enjoyed it there too. It's just the food and stuff's unreal. It's so good. And it was it was just everyone was really cool. Like I just enjoyed the place. Yeah. But yeah, definitely those three places. And and Germany is just very like same thing. Everyone's just really polite and everything was sort of very, very organized. Oh yeah, man, okay. I've never been somewhere so organized when you come back to Australia and again, absolutely love Australia, but you go to, you know, things for public transport or probably more Brisbane, but things aren't turning up on time and things like that. Everything was always on time. Everything was there. Sometimes it'd be there earlier. Nothing like like not Japan levels of like Crazy yeah, I've heard they're very <laughs> efficient. Yeah, Sasha was telling me how they're oh, very organized. Nah, yeah, no, nah, it's the Japan's another one altogether. But yeah. that's yeah. Oh, there we go. Didn't get to go to Belgium, which is um, disappointing because I really I knew we were going through uh, Bruges, uh, Bruges, Bruges. I always forget how to say it. it Bruges, Bruges, Bruges. Brussels, not Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little way off. Because of my movie. <laughs> because of because of that movie, obviously in Bruges, yeah, which is, yeah, I really enjoy that Bruges, movie. Yeah. Absolutely love that movie. And um I know you do, you bring it up all the yeah, time. It is. He's a, Colin Farrell, man. He's just he's, he's Colin Farrell is awesome. Total recall, bro. That's my shit. 
Bro, would oh, I get away yeah, with him? There's, yeah. there's a certain few movies uh, where the real I... Total Recall has Arnie. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I know, but that wasn't come on, mate. anywhere near as good. It I was. Think. It was a good movie. It was what I think it was one of Arnie's better ones, actually, to be honest. Um, well, you know. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is, I mean, it's no Terminator 2, let's no. be honest. That's that's like the no, no, that's, that's magnum opus, if you will, I think. No, I love that I don't Colin Farrell. Bro, how can you go wrong? Colin Farrell. I don't think I've even Kate seen Beacon that one. Sale and, I honestly don't think I've even seen oh, it. Oh, how could Justin. Like at all. Timberlake's. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is in it. Justin Timberlake is in it. Shannon Tatum used to be with Kate Beckinsale, I'm pretty sure. Um, God damn, why can't I think of the other girl? Um, Oh, man. Is he bringing it up? Nah, the Total Recall with um, Colin Farrell in it. God, it's on the tip of my tongue. I had a mate that actually, I think, in Canada just um, shot a TV series with her, I do believe. Um, God damn it. I can't even think. But have you not seen that? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I watched it recently think, the other day. I think I've seen some of it and I yeah. just was like, ah. It's Bro, a long, it's a long I think the big it. thing for me, it's a long Jessica movie. Beale, um, unless I really want to watch something that's that long, then yeah. I just sort of go, nah, I'm not really interested. So that's it sort of thing. Um, well, look, I mean, but, you yeah, look no. at who's, uh, your man's in there. Brian Cranston, Jessica Biel. John Cho. Yeah, no, it's a good movie, man. Like, I, I really love that one. Um, but yeah, there's just certain few movies that I'll watch when and it's like- he's a bad guy too. What's Brian that? Cran- yeah, Brian yeah, Cranston's yeah. Cool. Like, watch it when it's late at night, like you get home. Is it Cohagen? No, Cohagen, isn't it? I'm thinking of- Cohagen, yeah. Cohagen. Yeah. Co- 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 that just shows I haven't seen it. Sorry, oh, guys. Yes. Now this is the one. I tried this last night. I cheated a little bit. Essential services. <laughs> bit of irony there, and I'm oh. sure it's been brewed with a little bit of irony. Oh, I so think awesome. uh, a few of their beers have been uh, this week. A modern IPA hopped generously with Strata, Simcoe, and Armillo. Armillo? Armillo, that's it. Like the uh, animal? No. It's I mean, Armadillo. don't, don't, don't ask it? me these things because I'm that sort of person who deliberately well, you're calls you're interjecting every time I'm trying to oh, read out these uh, beers. So that's I true, thought yeah. you knew, you know. I'm just one of those people that's like. Got to interject. Oregano. <laughs> What's that, oregano? And tomato. I'll show you the can anyway. You can uh, correct me. But this I think, is tasty. This is an IPA, is? Indian okay. Pale Ale. I had some of this last night. It was terrific. I may have had two. I did have two. <laughs> all right. Honesty. But, um, yes. I'm all about the honesty. While we're in confession. It's very thick. It's Well, that's it's what so I've gone thick. for. They've gone for the thick haze Damn. to look this way. Um, and that, that's the thing with craft beer. I, I think it, it evokes all the senses, you know, like looking at, you know, it's not just a normal beer when you look at that. It's hazy, beautiful orange color there. You're right. I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> now that's fruity. It's got a hell of a fruity smell to it when you first open it, crack the can. Mm, it's very smooth too. Yeah. That's way too smooth for an IPA. <laughs> in a good way it's delicious in mm. the best ways is, I think yeah. uh, what did they say on their website I think I said it to you Tristan there but it was uh, most crushable IPA crushable crushable what is a word. we're gonna crushable. just crush every can in the building it's no I, it's my pick uh, so far out yeah. of the best definitely yeah. I mean I'm a big week. fan of IPA I did I, I will say though just to throw the curveball I really enjoyed that lager um, very crisp, but yeah, yeah. So I, I think definitely I had that the week before, though. Yeah, That's why I wasn't no, no, it was like, really oh, well. good. I just was, I, I don't usually. I think it's probably more because I don't drink them as often. Um, anymore. Yeah. Um, so that might be why too. Um, just sort of that taste again. It's very, yeah. It was so clean. It's good. It was it's good too. It's delicious. Really good. I like it. I should have got more of them. Actually, is it still open now? 
Uh, it probably <laughs> yes. is, but yeah, oh, be, no, that, but well, that's just yeah, what was left. Be better there. off getting on probably the app um, and just seeing if you can order that way. To be fair, yeah, you're right. That's why he was blown away when I got there. I'd, he's like, "How did you manage this?" And everyone's <laughs> looking at me because I've got one of everything, like a variety of them all, and yeah. there's only like yeah. three left of I think the IPA that was the best one that was there mm-hmm. um that lager was there and there was one oh maybe the blueberry sour because they brew that quite often oh yeah um, yeah kettle sour was yep. the only ones left for people to buy yeah and I yeah. Wanted, all the new drops that they, everyone wanted to taste they were looking at me it was quite funny but the guy the guy's cool in there you know like he's no, like you yeah, sure you don't want any more I'm like damn it you twisted my arm and that's when I got I the guess IPAs. so <laughs> And you took a second mortgage out and that was it. Well, that's when I got two more place. IPAs. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad investment. Oh, yeah, there's, there's the rest bright of the Bright Future, drops. I think I've heard that bright. Yeah, yeah, Bright Future, I think that's one that um, I've heard really good things about as well, actually. Yeah, so was, was that must have been sold out long before yeah. updated 23rd. Oh, oh, no, that must be that, – that, that's a growler, though. So that's obviously oh, – I think growler's yeah, about 1.89. Yeah, yeah, yeah 1.89 litres. I thought you got one of those. No, I was going going to, to. but then I thought I'm not going to be able to explain this to Taylor and I just (laughs) just decided not to. Why don't you explain it the same way you do every other time? You just buy her something on the side and (laughs) she's good with it. (laughs) She's slowly like leaning towards drinking some more of these beers. Yeah. Well, the sours, right? That's what she likes. Yeah, she doesn't want a sour. So that's fair enough. And and, um. And that's that's good too because obviously that you know it's a bit of something we can sit there and have a quick one with and, and yeah. she tries some crafty stuff too and changes her palate up a bit. She's not usually yeah. that adventurous. You know, it used to be just cider in this, but now yeah. it's a bit more. Yeah, just drink a little bit of beer here and there. So, you know, if you go on away on holiday, it's something it helps because obviously I feel bad if we go somewhere and you know check out this craft place or something. And you she's mean like, you I drag don't drink. her to the craft places <laughs> yeah, every time you go somewhere? <laughs> but I mean, it's no different to me getting dragged to say a store that sells only succulents. You know, that's that's something that I, <laughs> you know I have to deal with. So that's that's only fair. Succulents. No. <laughs> yeah, plants. Uh, nah, no. But um, actually, I have seen the increased volume of uh, plants in your house last time I was over there. I'm just thinking, where are these things all coming from? There's only or have three. they just been grabbed out of the room. There's only and three, I think. Um, and, and in all honesty, if there's more room, I'm sure the whole place would be just full of plants. But look, it's hey, good look, there's a lot it's of good. Yeah, it's it, nice. there's a lot yeah. of health benefits, yeah, yeah, benefits exactly. to that. So that's a positive in itself. And and I think, as I said, at the moment when everything is sort of cooped up, it, it does sort of a little bit of green in the room makes a big difference. There's a lot of studies yeah. that show that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is oxygen awesome. flow. Well, that, do they produce oxygen as well, right? Um, yeah, plants. Yeah. yeah. Well, they take they take it. There's a carbon dioxide out of the air. Always. Yeah. yeah. Did honestly, I, and they're I, full of. Chlorophyll. So that's great too. It's a really good thing. So. Why do you even know that? That's um, my question. Because I think back you in science. You looked it up and researched it. No, 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 no. I think it was like back in science. It was, I just, for yeah. some reason, that was you something that information. Yeah. Just, it just stuck in my head forever. That's so, crazy yeah. though. Like, did this soon? I, I see. And also Woman. Billy Madison, that was part of it too. Yes. <laughs> hey, one Adam Sandler's best movies. Uh, probably his last good movie. No, actually that, that other movie oh, he did recently. Oh, Happy Gilmore yeah. is awesome. Yeah, actually. Happy yeah. Gilmore and Billy Madison were yeah. two of his probably, best probably, movies. But yeah, probably the two best. But that, Uncut Gems is yeah. what you're talking about, right? Yeah, it's I, I enjoyed it. It's I meant like to be really 
frantic and stressful. And I remember watching a bit it of Taylor. Too. Taylor's I, like, I felt I every bit of it. I don't like this. It's making me feel uncomfortable. I was like, that's the that's idea. That's a film, man. That's, that's a fucking film. <laughs> that's that what it's, meant to it's do. supposed to evoke emotion in you. It's supposed to make you ask questions and wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah. That is an intense movie. I've only watched it once and I watch most movies that I watch and I like at least two, three, four times, but at least twice. And it was so intense that I'm not ready for it yet. Like I'm, I'm waiting. I, I reckon in the next few weeks I'll probably watch it just given the current climate of the situation. I've watched <laughs> everything that's out there. Well, actually, completely off topic, but I thought it was interesting that they put Contagion on the other night. Um, what? Contagion. Oh, yeah. bro. It's, it's, no, because it's been going viral on Netflix because everybody's been oh, watching okay. it so much yeah. it's coming up on the trending No, no, it thing. was on TV. They had it on oh, TV. Oh, they had it on TV. On, on like oh, okay. normal, it was like Channel 7 or something oh, right like that. Right. Um, and then the other day before that, they had Outbreak on, which is that old one with Dustin Hoffman and a few others, I think. And <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that at it's all. It's not bad. I don't yeah. want Outbreak. Um, yeah, it was you told me anyway. you hadn't seen World War Z though, right? No, I think I have. I think I actually saw the movies. I just, it was so underwhelming. I just don't remember it. Oh my God. I'm just staring. I actually can't remember about? if I have seen it. I, I think Pitt I did. It's the best. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. No, nah, it's a great um, film. I, I think that's my favorite zombie film of all time. I just think mm, they okay. got it. They got it really. Uh, 28 days yeah, and 28 well, weeks later. That's like what everybody you, likes Daniel. to say. So, but I don't know how opinion, I feel about that. It's not better. I might have to watch it again to be perfectly honest because I don't even (laughs) even remember. I'm pretty certain I would have seen it, but I don't remember it at all. Uh, Like at all? At all. I looked it up the other day just to make sure that I could see what the actors were in it and just to see whether I I mean, to be fair, that's the same with me in World War Z. The only thing I remember, no, that's War of the Worlds. Never mind. No, completely wrong. And that's not a fun movie. War of the Worlds? Yeah. That's all right. I remember watching it back in the day. That was Tom Cruise running around with someone for a long time and all these big crazy alien machines and they've got really long legs and you're looking up all the time just to watch what's going on. Like it was – it's a bizarre. It's an interesting movie, obviously. Isn't yeah. it? Off a, it's off book series, right? Like World of the Worlds. H. Uh, G. Wells, I believe. Yeah. It was like um, a radio play slash book. It was decent, but it was that, just yeah. weird movie, man, to watch. Like I felt. Um, I mean, I, once again, I probably only watched that once or twice in a long hmm. time ago when it first came out. I haven't watched it recently at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think a lot. It's, it's it's interesting to me too how a lot of movies that come yeah, out. Twenty twelve um, came out. Oh, they, the I was thinking twenty twelve. Actually, oh, so we, that's a remake. We used too. to play this game. Um, it's we still made it sometimes. What? How many times is it? It's a dude. It's been out for so long. Like yeah, but oh. yeah, HG Well, see, yeah, because two thousand five is yeah, a Tom Cruise movie. Back, so yeah. 2000, it was a two thousand. Well, wow. they've got Tom Cruise movie there. Two thousand and five. Okay. We're all yeah. the worlds too. When did they make another one? Or is that something different? Is that the is that not even in the movie? No, it would be because it'd have to be based on H.G. Wells' original. World of the World's True Story. That's something different. Oh, well, yeah, that's a no, movie. Well, no, it is. It's based on it, obviously, because it says, what if uh, Cast Earth, of, Earth, Mars, Wars, and Well, that's Wells, different. Yeah, that's no actually one. fact. Oh, no. Actually, maybe it's can a documentary. To, yeah. Well, that's what I'm figuring because- <laughs> Conspiracy but theory. Can you go to the World, Worlds, uh, World of the War of the Worlds too? Jesus, IPA's kicking in. Or the worlds to the next wave. Is that a movie? I reckon that are they both docos or what? No idea. Or someone remade those. That's weird. Five hundred thousand dollar budget. Looks like someone's done indies afterwards. Why would you do an indie after Tom Cruise stars in the real thing? Go to the next one, brother. Yeah, see, two thousand and five. That's the Tom Cruise one. Why would you do another one a year later? Hmm. I only rated that 6.5 on IMDb. Well, there you go. 
I somewhat agree. More of a rotten tomatoes man myself, but anyway. Oh, well, yeah, you would be. Nah, that good too to go off. But both of them. Yeah. You oh, gotta, you gotta look at your sources, fair. you know, you gotta take a bit from, from, from the man who thinks Colin Farrell's better than Arnie Schwarzenegger, everybody. Just remember that. Look, oh, uh, geez, I don't want to offend a lot of people. <laughs> I, like, I, I like Arnie. A lot of my good mates like Arnie. Um, no, I like Colin uh, Farrell. He's, he's I just a, don't feel like you can improve that movie. I'm sorry. I've seen the well, and saying that I've only seen. You need to the, watch it though. I've seen like, if you sports. haven't watched yeah, but it, then I you don't, don't know. Look, I think part of it for me is that I've already. Dude, we're talking already about. Biased. I watched this four weeks ago, and I'm probably going to watch it again later, like at three o'clock in the morning. I'm biased <laughs> because I just don't. I hate remakes. They annoy me to no yeah. end, and I just think it's lazy. But you're honestly, I, you honestly forget that it's a remake. Like I know, you know, because it's so bad too. No, because it's so good. It's so off the actual so plot of fucking awesome. That's why. <laughs> you, say, okay, you say that, but you know, you I don't know, know. I don't he's know. gonna be up later, later, and he's gonna fucking watch it tonight. You wait. No, no, maybe I don't. Not today. No, I honestly, really <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking good. Colin, but Colin Farrell is an amazing actor, and the the one recently mm, that we've yeah. both seen that he's in the Gentleman, Guy Ritchie film, his latest one. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. That's a really good movie too. I really it's enjoyed great that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's, watching um, oh, you, the old mate that you love. The playing a bad guy once again that doesn't usually play it, Hugh Grant. Oh, he's brilliant. That he's movie. a slimy. He's that's that. Oh, I know we, that's we, his character. We literally just had a conversation. So, and that's the thing about a good movie. It's like that's the thing about no, a good I agree. movie. I he agree. feels slimy. I that's agree. what he's meant to be. Yeah, he did it right, and that's why I don't like him. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good. He's just yeah, he's such a slimy character, and it's quite it's quite funny watching. But him that's do, the, that's do his part work. of it too, where he gets these like oh, it's you know, brilliant. come up and at the end. Yeah. So yeah, and that's yeah. No, no, it's, it's I honestly very didn't good think it was going to be as good as it was. Um, I think for me, though, why it was so good is because there was absolutely nothing to do when I was in Perth and it was uh, New Year's Day and it was so, so hot that there was somewhere to sit that was aircon and watch a movie. Yeah. Even if it did cost me, I think it was $30 a person. What? <laughs> yeah, it was That's pretty ridiculous. It wasn't gold class either. Uh, but it was the only thing that was open because remember, New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, not thinking things through sometimes when it comes to booking certain things. But, hey, that's that's life and you live it. So Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, it's it's like um, we were over in the States uh, in San Fran at like it must have been like midnight, 1 a.m. or something, and we went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because oh, we yeah, were hanging yeah, out yeah. so much to watch it. We went into this IMAX theater, which is Huge, yeah. Literally, that. was ten people in that cinema scattered across. It. I felt like if I was ever going to be in a shooting that was in a movie theater, it was going to happen oh, there. It just freaked me out because there was no security, yeah. really, no one working there whatsoever. Like one person running the counters, and people were just walking in left, right, and center, chatting to their friends, going through the lines in the cinema. Like there was just nothing, no security whatsoever in this well, place. I mean, what do you think about? It? There's none like that in Australia. Like when the way security. No, stuff like no, that, so. it was just uh, it was bizarre. Uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. <laughs> but it was just, it was the weirdest feeling to be in a cinema like that in such a popular movie and have just no one there and see hundreds of seats, literally hundreds of seats in the cinema. Might bed. have been the whole 1am uh, screening thing too. That might have Quite something to do with it. I don't even think the cinemas it. are open here past 10 o'clock for like <laughs> it a was, movie It showing. was something well, like that though, right? Be, yeah. yeah, it was really late. Yeah. <laughs> because we, had, we just had nothing to do at that time. We're like still up. We're like, let's do it. Let's go watch it. Why not? No, fair enough. That's uh, good. Oh, there you go. See, that's our huge cinema. Right? That looks like a stadium. Is that the one that we went to? Is that, that literally the exact looks like it a stadium. Is too? Yeah. 
AMC, Metron, 16 in San Francisco. Or a nightclub. It literally looks like a nightclub. Bro, it, it, and and that's the thing. Like, you know how like, obviously everyone sits what, way What is interesting back. though is those seats don't look near as comfortable as any of the, the not, cinemas over here. Like which is loaded weird. up on springs, man. You sit on them and it, oh, like, you, okay. go, and you yeah. go right back. It's just... It's a weird feeling, eh? And you get out of them and you almost launch out of the seat. Like it's it's old school, yeah. but it's new. Like it's just but it's IMAX, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, they have yeah. their own sort of seats, they have their own, you know, like layout of everything. Also, IMAX actually well, who is IMAX anyway? They're like Well, it's a certain chain of cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I think it's a huge one of something else. But I think, I think because they Sorry. they you know, like cinemas will different ones have great screens or sound or yeah. everything like yeah. that. Whereas that one it's got a fucking ridiculously big screen. Ridiculous. Too big, right? When we were watching it, yeah. It was just, yeah, it was insane. Like, because you couldn't, you honestly, you know how they had the big ones that they stretch out? Yeah. Um, like over here, they got like extreme screen, uh, yeah. say in Stafford, which is the one that I like because they're, they're great, yeah, yeah, but that, it opens up, up yeah, that extra yeah. bit. But it's like proportion to the room. Yeah. But that thing is just huge, man. You and you're trying to the screen. watch yeah. each end of the screen. Like yeah. you're going to miss something. It's that big. Yeah, that's that's where too big. It, it, just, it's it gets just to the point right. where it's it's not really practical. Hey, like you you've mm. got to look at two sides, pretty much. Yeah, it's all it's like that with TVs too. Like you know, people get like you go into a room and people are used to it, but you walk in sometimes you sit down and you're like, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't make sense. Like it's it's way too big for the size of the room or for how close everything is to the actual TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. It's, it's got to have the right layout. Big big uh, believer in that when you're watching a film. I don't like anything in the way of disrupting the screen, people talking, anything. We know, we know how you are. With you know I'm Daniel. a cinema snob, man. You know, you know how I do. I need to be eating only raw salmon while I'm watching. You can only crunch several times. Don't eat with your mouth Three open. times, no mouth open. <laughs> All oh, the lights shit. are off. Man, do you know- uh, a glass just, of red wine. <laughs> going back to the, the COVID. Yes. Uh, going on at the moment. So mm-hmm. I read some interesting things today. Um, about well, I looked at the stats first thing, and the one thing I want to say is there's been a few things uh, been told recently, and a lot of people posting that I see on social media about Sweden, right? Yeah. So Sweden basically had everything opened up and operating. They had no isolation, really, from what I understand, no real isolation or anything like that in the country, and they were saying they were doing really well. You know, you see a lot of people saying, "Well, we did it wrong. We panicked. We shouldn't have closed up everything. We shouldn't have done this." Which I might add, we haven't closed up everything like the majority of the world but uh, this being in australia yeah um but sweden has spiked in their numbers i, I was looking at it today yeah seventeen thousand there confirmed but um what i found very interesting was the per capita um if you go jump on that link bro that i sent you you don't have it um yeah the, the link that i seen today like the the average uh per million Mm-hmm. Is, is where, because I was trying to look at the per capita statistics. Because, yeah, sure, you can see how many actual cases. If you just go on Google, bro, you just jump on the main Google page. And it, you know how it comes up? Oh, so on your phone, it comes, it drops down, it has a drop down menu that says COVID updates, and you just go on that. Um, yeah, it was it was huge. Their, their per capita compared, and I was looking at the different well, yeah, based on the size of the places. country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based yeah. on the size of the country to get an actual, uh, yeah. So if you go you see these cases here, yeah, just click on all that. It should bring up a big menu. Oh, interesting. I didn't see this. I honestly, I, I try not to read. No, this stuff neither do I. Either. But just for the purpose of this, because I knew we'd be like talking about it. If you scroll down yeah. a little bit, bro. 
So we're just looking on Google. Uh, it's the Google News feed, but it's updated all the time. Um, I believe they're getting the stats from Wikipedia, but it's a closed Wikipedia that no one can actually go in there and manipulate. But obviously different results are coming in at all different times and each country is releasing their statistics, whether they do properly or not, which when you go down there and look at China, look at China right there where this disease uh, allegedly came from in Wuhan. Look, look at their uh, per capita per million. 60. So they're saying that they have 60 cases per 1 million people. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. The United States tops it, obviously. Oh, uh, uh, do they? Uh, no, they don't. Sorry, they don't top it, but Spain they does. have a large Spain amount. Does, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got more. Yeah. But Spain, interestingly enough, they, they were going on about Italy all the time, about the most deaths, but per 100 million in the cases, they have about 3,200. Uh, Spain, 4,600 cases per million and states 2,800. And then you look at China where it came from and they got 60 per million, which I think is the most ridiculous results in there. But can you scroll down and just go to Sweden? Cause that's, that's the one that I, that I was looking at today that's, um, it's really jumped up and yeah. So look at that. Hmm. That's quite a lot for that. They've got, um, I think it was 10 million population in Sweden. And they are looking at that. They have 1,700 per million in capita. And that's jumped up a lot. Um, you go down to Australia, it's about 240 per million. Um, but there was real, there was countries that I honestly haven't even heard of that have got um, a ridiculous amount. Uh, and they'll obviously be third world countries and things like that that really don't have the infrastructure and anything like hospitals and everything to go off from. Yeah, look, a lot of that will probably be under reporting um, yeah. because it's just I, not I that mean, there. you know, so. like that you can take as a grain of salt really. But also, it's an interesting read. I had a friend, a good friend who's been back recently who was actually traveling all through Asia, um, got back um, and – he literally, this is all going down. He luckily got back before all the restrictions came into place and yeah. he's just been isolating wherever it was. Yeah. Um, but he had to go and get tested just in case anyway. Um, and he was like, it is the most uncomfortable thing ever. So, because it's a proper swab, it goes all the way through basically to the back of your sort of sinus cavity. Oh, wow. it's, a, it's, it's like, oh, a, I've yeah. seen those like that yeah. big. Yeah. They've got three different size swabs, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And based on how fat your head is. So I'd probably need the yeah. biggest one, which would be just intense. And you definitely need the biggest one. So yeah. let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got other tests where they, um, where they test for the antibodies, like the, they can uh, take some, I think it's just uh, drip a bit of your blood or so I think it's the blood on some sort of, um, oh, I can't even, you know, I'm not a fucking science. <laughs> um, but they drip it on this uh, sort of transparent pad and it goes a certain color and it shows how many antibodies, whether you've got the uh, coronavirus and those, uh, the antibodies in your system, then it tells yeah. you that you've had it at some point or you have it now, you yeah. know, and they're the easier tests that I know a lot of them are doing in the States for around $200 um, rather than the, the sinus swab things, which are the, the official ones, you know, that, uh, the nurses and everybody are using like doctors and everything. Um, but yeah, so so did he get he got swapped then? Obviously, yeah. And he just sort of said his words. So his his words were if um if if you think you you have it, just isolate for like yep. a good like two months because he goes it's not worth the test. And at least in two months you should be fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, dude, <laughs> that's pretty sure. <laughs> no, he's just yeah. He's just, well, I, yeah. I, I think he's just being a sook. But I was just yeah. like, well, that's what you get, mate, for going on a holiday for three to four months overseas, and we all have to sit back here and toil and yeah. 
Um, and, well, and did he I, say, I I'll feel- take it? I do feel for him though because he went on that holiday and he was meant to stop in um, – he go back to well, not go back to, but go his to Germany, right? Yeah, where his Germany's from, yeah. yeah, and and obviously, and they were going to live and everything, and now, you know, that's probably on. Well, that's hold for however long. Yeah. So it's not um, not something to be taken lightly, I guess. To be honest, well, do you know what, uh, the other thing that I I uh, found out in my research was that did you know that India has actually had their own strain of coronavirus actually mutate there. I mean, like yeah, a different could, strain know, from the COVID, COVID that's like, been that's going around in the world right now. So yeah. we could have one here, not like, like no, very you know true. I mean? But like, this is far like reported, scientists tested, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it, well, there you go. Oh, Carnivorous like has three distinct different strains kinds. according yeah, yeah. to the study. But that's a, that's not is that the one that I sent you to, uh, earlier? If you go down a bit further, um, I think no, nah, that's a different one, man. Unless I've updated it, but anyway, it, it, so there's there was a strain in India. Uh, this person got tested in January, so they say like people were freaking out about this thing. Like it started coming about around end of February, early March, right? Was when this was really starting to yeah, get reported so. a lot more. So. When China yeah. actually decided to warn the rest of the world about it, or couldn't avoid. Um, and hide behind it anymore. So this person got tested in January and tested positive for the antibodies of the COVID-19. And what actually happened when they tested them was that they found that there was on top of the spikes that are the normal testing of the COVID-19 virus, there was more that had been mutated on top of those stems for lack of the word that I, that was, that was pretty much what it is, how they measure what's in the virus and things like mm-hmm. that. And on the top of the COVID stems had mutated, there's something else on top of that. And so they've got their own COVID virus that they're dealing with over there. And what what this article was referring to and several were on it, I made sure I checked the source before I said anything about it, but was that um, they're very worried about it because that's the majority of where the actual um, vaccine is getting tested and done in India and to be distributed to the rest of the world and would slow up the actual, because they're dealing with their own different strain of the virus there to mm. get that out to everybody. Um and the fu- the interesting thing was this person was a medical student. Guess where they were situated? Wuhan, China, where this is supposedly all developed. Are you from. getting all conspiracy theory on me, Daniel? No, it was. It's it's <laughs> it's been reported, man. Like it's there, but that's what I mean. That is the conspiracy of it all. Is that it happened to be that this was a medical student in Wuhan that got that and was tested in January about it all. And uh, there's been numerous articles and reports of it, probably not in mainstream media, that this was around a long time before everybody was going on about it. There was, there's been uh, links to it being around in December. I'm just going to say though, you've got to remember, um, there's always an agenda push somewhere from somewhere. So yeah. for me anyway, like for sure. I don't usually, I, I try not to read, this is why I try not to read too much about this stuff in particular. There's so much garbage going around no. at the moment. Not saying this is or anything like that, but um, you know, if someone's trying to draw and or, you know, push an agenda to try and cause some wedge between people and things like that. That can also be a big thing too. And I think, to be honest, can I you think, bring it up? Is that is yeah. that the article? Keep going. Sorry, man. Is that no, the yeah. article from, that I sent you? Yes. Well, can you go to the? Uh, just click on it and just go directly to the link, like, and not. 
Yeah, because that had everything that I was talking about, so people didn't think that I was just full of shit. <laughs> That's the only reason why I wanted to back up the credibility of it. Um, but it was all, it's all, yeah. So this is the Tech Times website, uh, techtime.com is, is reporting this. Um, but there were several other articles and several other websites that were doing it. This was just the best explanation that I found uh, when I went onto their homepage. Um, but yeah, if you go on the homepage, it'll probably be all the other things that have popped up. Um, it was more where I directly was um, and found it through Google and everything. But anyway, that's all right. I basically explained it, but it had like, I think there was something like 80, I think there was 80 different places that were actually trying to develop a vaccine. And at this point, India was one of the major front runners. That's why they were mm. so worried about mm. this thing popping up um, and that they actually had three that were in clinical tests at the moment at that current time. Um, so yeah, that, that's about what you're working with the rest of the world. Cause I know there's something, there's a virus, uh, I think is in play here. Um, a vaccine, sorry, not a virus. Um, the virus is at play, but the vaccine was being done in Australia as well and being well through the tests. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's what they were fearing that, that this, this, this mutated version of the virus is going to slow up getting the vaccine and getting it to everyone. So it wouldn't be till like next year, but mm. I know there's been updated things and they're saying later in the year, there's going to be the vaccine and everything like that. So be interesting, but uh, there'll probably be a while to be completely honest. I, I'm not that obviously yeah. around, like I'm not a doctor or anything like that or know much about vaccines, but probably be a while before um, I think that will unfortunately come to fruition in the way of actual uh, in the way of actual sort of vaccine or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Well, so, look, I suppose vaccines like, normally take years to come out. They have to be actually- They've never created one for a, for a coronavirus um, yeah. as far as I've been told anyway, which does well, mean much. And they but, have to have human yeah. trials and tests and yeah, know yeah. that it works for right, different situations. Can, but at the end of the day, that, it's, yeah, it's one of those things we just sort of got to roll the punches and try and make sure we listen to- what we need to do. Mm. I, know, yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I think when the majority of people are doing a, a, a good thing. You know, they're taking this for what it is. Apart and from all the people that keep going, the goddamn beach is just open. Go for a swim and then just go home. It's not hard. Yeah. Jeez. I'd love to go to the beach. I'm not going to lie, but we don't have that in Brisbane right now. You can so go for a swim in the brown snake, mate. That'll stop you. In the what? Brown snake. Brown snake. What's that? The river. Oh, yeah. This okay. guy lives in Brisbane for how long? Mate, I'm not going to swim in the river over here. There's bull sharks, bro. Oh. It's all been coming from the. It's snakes, it's bull sharks. Clean, it's always green, it's always brown, and it's blue something. rivers oh. of New Zealand, mate. It's the freshness. There's nothing there that's going to kill you other than your own stupid self. And yet you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. Well, that's our. We're on to our last little trial beer here. This one, uh, long distance relationship. It, it well, literally looks like orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And so does the can. It's an imperial sour, 8.1 oh. percentage. This Damn. smoothie styled imperial sour is an isolation collaboration created with our friends Track Bro and Co from Manchester. Well, there you go, reaching out. International. I'm guessing Unreal. Manchester, England, but they don't state that. But it looks, um, yeah, I've been told about this one. The guy warned me. So uh, here goes nothing. Cheers, brother. It smells sour. It tastes sour. Oh, my God, that aftertaste is terrible. It's not, like, Dude, it's not really for me, but in saying what that. What is that aftertaste? Um, I think oh it's God. probably the lack. 
because obviously it's going to have lactose. Oh, sorry, was it lactose? Oh, I was hate, it, it's what they put in like yogurt. I can't but say it right. I've got to say, I'm not a huge sour fan, but that's that's probably yeah, well, one of the ones. In general, that yeah. Are, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I thought it was going to oh say. Oh my god, like, it's like a, awesome. it's like got a smoky taste on the tip of your tongue at the end of it. It's weird. A little bit like that. Yeah, I think that's probably to do with the, possibly something to do with the. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say with the lacto. Yeah. I think it, I remember reading it on the website. It was made out of something yeah. very bizarre. See, when I, I was I, reading I, it, I, was I, like, I don't mind sours, but I'm pretty traditional. I'm just like you know, kettle or just um, you know, it's probably a bit more zingy, uh, and it is zingy, but it's 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 weird that it's cloudy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to feel, <laughs> but yeah, okay, no, I think that's right. I think he's actually pulled up the right link here. Uh, can you go down a little bit, brother? Um, how is it going? Yeah, keep going. Keep going down. Ah, uh, you stop. Yeah, I work fine. Answer. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of reading right now. Um, <laughs> and it says, for yeah. now, the world can do nothing but wait and hope that safety precautions like social distancing and encouraging everyone to stay indoors yeah. can mitigate to stop spread the disease. Yeah. I think that's what you can do at the moment more than anything. Pretty but, um, much. It, yeah. It's, yeah it, this is unprecedented, really, when you look at it. It's probably the biggest thing that's happened to the world in the last 100 years, pretty much. Yeah. 50. Yeah. Well, you can say 50, but. I, I'm going to say 100. Well, when was <laughs> well, uh, Spanish, yeah, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish flu was yeah, like Spanish the last, flu, yeah. yeah. But um, what was the, th there was another one, uh, was it MH, no, I was going to say MH18, but isn't that the aircraft that went down? MH370, some, oh, There's something, um, no, there was another virus uh, a while back that was pretty bad. Um, MH, oh, I can't even remember what it was, but that killed quite a few people. Oh, you don't mean um, um, Middle East and Respiratory Syndrome? That's what you're talking about. Jesus, yeah, for the fancy words. Yes, <laughs> was is that what it was? Like because well, it was. Yeah, I think either yeah, no, that, that could be right. But that, the most, I mean, but yeah. it is though. That's yeah. that's worldly and, affected and, SARS, and affects such obviously. a range of people and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's just that they didn't spread as quick. Um, but in saying that, um, obviously globalization being like everyone's so interconnected now, it was always going to happen. And that I think that was one of the big things that popped up. Or I think it might have been Bill Gates. Um, he's got his. Um, that's also full of conspiracy theories of vaccine and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, I think he sort of brought up that it might be an issue of a pandemic in the next few years, like last year. He did bring um, that up, yeah. And I think it's more based on the fact that, yeah, because we're also interconnected and it's so, well, it was so cheap to fly wherever, um, you know, like that people could literally fly from one end of the earth to the other for $800, like, mm. which is still a bit of money. But when you think of it in the grand scheme of things to what it probably was, you know, I, to be honest, I never step, didn't step foot on a plane till I was 23, yeah. 24, maybe 24. Um, but it's just got so cheap since then. Like, and it's, yeah, it's, it's nuts. $800 to go, you know, around the world. That's, that's crackers. Like I, I, it still blows my mind thinking about it now. And, and just cause everyone's always traveling, um, if some one person gets something and it spreads so quick, then yeah, it makes yeah it makes sense. Unfortunately, that it's sort of happened the way it has, but is what it is. Yeah, well, it's like where are the price hikes going to go next? You know, when 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 eventually, um, you know, national and international travel is going to be available again, like the airlines that go past. Oh, yeah, I know, but like you know, looking at the prices, are going to mm. skyrocket, aren't they? I mean, depending unless, on what happens to airlines, but obviously you'll probably see like you know, prime example at the moment, people um, are going to come in. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, I, I've we we were getting married this year, um, and obviously that's 
well, we'll wait and see sort of thing, but we're still thinking it's probably going to be pushed back. Yeah. But big thing was from that, we were going on a honeymoon and we we're going to go overseas, book through Virgin. Uh, obviously that at the moment is up in the air. What what even happens with that? You know what I mean? Like Virgin probably, yeah. you know, they might, there's a good chance they won't disappear, but it remains to be seen if there's any sort of thing that comes out of that when it comes down to, you know, people get funding or funding. People get like a refund or get like goodwill, sort of his credit for flights or whatever. And even if it's the same amount as what you've put in. So, yeah. you know, you're yeah, 100%. It'll be a lot different and it's going to be a lot different moving forward anyway in the way of I think um, biosecurity and stuff in different countries once people can travel sort of, you know, into other places exactly. around the world. Yeah. Probably even moving, you know, Australia to New Zealand. Like that probably will be much tighter. It's it's still it's tight anyway. Because well, you know, yeah, I mean, New Zealand and Australia have some of the strictest um, biosecurity laws. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because of the uh, yeah native flora and flora yeah. is so unique. But, so, I mean, that's especially was, Australia. It's yeah, just we've spoken about it before, and it's like whether this, you know, whether they say they evidently when this is, you know, subsided a little more and maybe a year or two from now, they're going to be like, oh, did we overreact or did we do the right thing, you know? I think that conversation is always going to be had. Though. Oh, of you course, I mean? of course. Like, but it's always going to be had I at think some point for anything. Whether you believe that or you believe it not, it's, it's, changed, it's, changed, the, it's changed the world for what it is. Mm. And yeah, I do believe in the future within – easy a year or two, we will we will have higher tech biosis cannons at the airports. Oh, that's what I envision it. And maybe it's my love for total recall that I think it's gonna go that way. But I do believe that that's what will evidently happen. You'll be walking through something like the metal metal detector, but it'll all be in one. Medical medical uh metal metal detector <laughs> bioscanner and also Obviously, you know how they whip some people with the bombs thing. Like that'll all be in one unit and it's going to scan you and see where you're at. I, I, I know nothing about medical tech, but I thought maybe one of the most basic things I might do is just like a full body temp thing. Maybe something like that would be probably something that you could probably be knocked together in the next yeah. year or so. And that, that can way, be knocked together and a I mean, lot and I mean, that can mean a lot of things. Um, but I'm, in saying that, like when you do the x-ray tech stuff, that usually is a body heat scanner as well, isn't it? So, I mean... Uh, again, I don't know much about medical tech or what sort of certain things they need to look for when it comes to sort of viruses and stuff. So whether that would be effective or not is another thing altogether. Yeah. But I, yeah, it, it might even be that when you go to a new place, you've got to isolate or whatever it is. Like, or if you show symptoms. Or, yeah, that's going to be hard and kind of ridiculous well, when you're on a holiday, right? It's not right? possible like, though, really, is yeah. it? So it, if anything, the worst case scenario is that you just, you can't travel internationally for a long time. Um, but in saying that too, when you think about it, um, the fact that it's, as I said before, it's so, been so cheap to travel internationally. It's that wasn't a thing that used to happen. You know what I mean? Like as I said, I I literally didn't get on a plane until twenty three. I'm sure that you know that's not probably normal to most people. <laughs> well, then again, no, but, no, no, it is. I mean, like from from being like you know we're both from small towns. Like I'm from a smaller country, obviously, but man, a lot of a lot of my family haven't travelled before. Like for the first, even my parents, yeah. like were the first times they were travelling. I think. My old lady went for my cousin's like wedding in um, Fiji or whatever. It was like the first time out of the country or what have you. And like, and other than that, them coming and visiting me in Australia, like yeah. living over here, it was yeah. like, mm. you know, like it, it was pretty new for me to go like traveling as well. I mean, some people travel frequently. When I come to Australia, I realize how many people go like, you know, Bali, Thailand and traveling all around the world because it's a lot <laughs> like more accessible from Bali here. Bali and Thailand. Like- well, <laughs> those places are close, you know, and cheap and they party. But, you know, like it was just, it, it was a new thing for me because my mentality was like 
that wasn't the normal thing to be doing, you know, for your holidays. Your holiday was within New Zealand, maybe the occasional yeah. overseas oh, trip was laid same. down we, the track. You know, but, go down, go down the coast. It's yeah. like two hours from where I lived and yeah. that was it. And, it was, yeah, probably obviously money related too, but more to the point was domestic holidaying was a lot more frequent mm. um, because it was so expensive to travel internationally, um, exactly. I think. And, and that's obviously changed, but who knows, it could flick it back the other way. And to be honest, it's probably not a bad thing because it's only recently I've sort of went to more places domestically um and it was also because it was cheaper yeah. at the end of last year and i realized how much and good stuff that is that you haven't seen yet in australia yeah. or you know what's around us as well even just around in this area um in queensland itself it's there's a lot of places that are just absolutely breathtaking that you yeah. probably wouldn't know about um because you go oh cool it's cheap to go here or fly here you, you look to the international straight away well, yeah. because, well i think it's because it's like oh it's in my backyard i'll see it whenever but yeah. you never get around you it never really do, oh, because you just in yeah. new zealand as well like there's, yeah. there's so many beautiful places oh, to new see. A lovely and place. i've like gone to random places but i've never gone for like a whole new zealand trip you know it's something that yeah. people do when they go to new zealand from overseas yeah. and they do the whole trip and it's like oh, you yeah. never really see your own you know like a lot of people never really ever see their, their own backyard, never alone, you know, out of their own yeah. hometown or oh, city, you know. So guilty, as well, like, but I can, you know, that's the thing. Most people just go to capital cities. I'm not much different. Like I was, you know, born and raised in a smaller country town. But even if I think of the most places I spent more time in, it's probably still capital cities when it goes to new places, yeah. even in Australia. It's, yeah, I suppose it's just because of the connections being such a big country, but only having sort of not as much transport between each other unless it's flights. And yeah. then, yeah, so... Yeah, it could change things like that. It could be a lot more domestic. I think anyway for the short term there will be a lot more domestic tourism, which is a good thing, obviously, because um, at the moment they'd, they'd be struggling, the poor guys. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like it's it's such a weird, like just thinking, like I was literally like a, a, at a, a wedding or something, I think a week before it all went down and people are like, oh, what about this? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like classic country attitude. Nah, it's all good. And then. It was like, oh, yeah, you can't leave the state now. You can't do this. So, you know, it, the hard thing is to not being able to see family and stuff as well. That's a big thing that I think is one of those things that you kind of probably appreciate a lot more once you don't have the access to it. But yeah. in saying that, uh, you obviously being here, family being New Zealand, that's something you deal with quite often as well. So, you know, like I, I always try and think of other people and think that it's, you know, the, the grass is greener, so to speak, uh, yeah. or also the like – the glass is half empty, half full. Well, it's half full. You yeah. know, at least I have family here. I will eventually be able to see them. Other people don't have that. You know? Yeah, so yeah, you, exactly, you know, yeah. That's the thing I think you've got to always remember in these situations. Uh, again, easy for me to say right now, but, you know, I because I still work, I've got everything else. But, yeah, I think that's what helps me, really. And yeah. they sort of, like when it's like this um, and it's just sort of everything's sort of unsure and you, your routines are out and stuff like that. It makes a big difference just always thinking about other people as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I know it's a crazy time right now and there's been a lot of negative things happen and a lot of people in uh, less than fortunate, you know, uh, circumstances. But what positives do you see for yourself like coming out of this or that you're seeing at the moment? Uh, probably more of just an appreciation in general of, um, again, like what is around me in the way of if we're looking like geographically. Um, obviously family and stuff like I've always really cherished that, but that's something I think even more now recently, you really sort of realize how important it is. Uh, well, sometimes I'd be like, Oh man, I got to drive like two, two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. Um, and I will always hate Brisbane traffic on a Friday afternoon, but um, <laughs> I, I will brave it obviously. And i like, I, yeah. I feel like I'm like, yeah, it's not an issue. Like I can just deal with that. Yeah. That. And also just understanding that, um, 
you know, like I, th- I suppose how we've, we've lived such a comfortable life, I suppose, in Australia, a lot of people have for so long that it's like this is a bit of a wake-up call to be like, okay, well, these things like this can affect you. You think that I think a lot of people get complacent and go, I live in this country and I live in a you know place that's really safe and that. And you get a lot of people get complacent but also entitled and they just feel like, you know, that won't, that doesn't affect me. Prime example was the previous sort of things, pandemics that popped up didn't really affect Australia. Yeah. And now this one has and everyone's like losing their minds. This is crazy. And we haven't really been asked to do anything too hard. It's just like- Not really, So no. inside, don't do this. Yeah. And we're all still sort of- It's to most, it's more of an inconvenience than anything. Yeah, and that's and it, Which that's is it. not an much that you can really we, we like have, complain about. We've got like the best, some of the best, if not the best healthcare in the world. Mm. Um, and that's why we're doing this to make sure we don't overwhelm that because, you know, we still only have a finite amount of beds and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and other countries don't have that at all and they don't have people or a government even that was really willing to sort of, you know, make those proper decisions to keep everyone sort of safe and healthy and not overload hospitals. Yeah. Um, as much as, you know, not the biggest fan of the current government or anything like that, like that's the thing. We, we still have a lot better than most people yeah. and a lot of countries do. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I think the positives that I've seen, honestly, is just um, people are just more genuinely wanting to connect again. In a day now where technology just takes over everything and we have this little mm. screen in our hand constantly that we're fixed yeah. to basically. Or people just watching podcasts, just not paying attention <laughs> to anything around them. <laughs> I, I think it's a great thing, man. Like I see it out in public, you know, people are just a bit more yeah. generally connecting through the eyes and like wanting to have a chat, give you a little smile, what have you, you know. It's just that's a positive change that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And also people... I mean, probably with families and everything, connecting a lot more rather than just giving the kid the screen when they go home to just, you know, just acquire all their attention. They're actually doing creative things with their kids and probably learning more about them and yeah. learning about people around you. I mean, I've reconnected with several people, you know, talking over like Facebook and things like that or what yeah. have you and over the phone and guys I haven't talked to in a while, you know, which is which is awesome, man. Mm. Like, and it's just, it gets you to really appreciate it. Like you say, like family and everything like that as mm. well. It's like, I was like, oh shit, you know, like I'm, due to go back to New Zealand, you know, and see my family and that. But that really dawned on me for a while. And then you really start to think deeper. You're like, oh man, you appreciate it so much. Like, can't wait to go back and see, you know? I think too, in a way, the technology has helped in that you can sort of do things like Skype and FaceTime mm. and all that stuff. So that's probably helped people a that's lot. That's a positive too. I think, yeah, yeah and that's what yeah. I mean. Like there's, there's the a lot of good positives of these days. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good positives to that as well. In and the way video, that, not just messaging, like in yeah, calling, you're like, like, you can see the person. It's like HD now. It's like, yeah. wow, you can see everything. It's like, it's, it's nuts. So that, that's good that keeps people connected in that way because yeah. – yeah, the biggest thing I think for for most people is that connection. So I really feel for people, like I said, who are you know like might be an elderly widow or whoever else, and they're struggling for that connection. So as I said, if if people can, you you go, you know, go say hello through the door, whatever it might be, that sort of stuff. Like that stuff, I think makes people's day. And it's it's the little things like that that can sometimes make someone's day from like being just like oh, there's there's nothing going on, no connection to cool. Yeah, know, like that that little thing. So it's always, yeah, that's one thing I've always thought about. Like it's the same with anything. Like when you go out and when you talk to people or whatever it is, just even smile and stuff like that makes a big difference. Yeah, and, and it makes a huge difference to them as well. Like you can see it light up their day. They may be living by themselves. They may not have any family and friends around, mm. you know, as well. And you can just see like just that hello or that little chat from a safe distance can of also of do the world for, for everyone. But I've even found it like even people that I work with all the time as well, they're just – 
just that ever so slightly more genuinely want to connect and like sitting there mm. to have that conversation while you're working and then you carry on, you know, and it's yeah. like before when you just pass it as like a fleeting moment and like, okay, cool. I'm on to my next thing. That didn't really affect my existence. If you know what I mean? Yeah. You're yeah. stopping and you're thinking and you're seeing and you're letting things come to you a little more like, you know, than, than you generally would. I, I just think, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's an interesting time, and I hope everybody values like each other and their time and their and their connections with people a lot more because you know this lifetime isn't guaranteed to all and not for a long time either. So you're gonna make the best That's of it while you can, and these things certainly put everything into perspective. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Do yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Just yeah. sorry, I'm just self reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> just pondering. Well. We can leave it on that note anyway because we're uh, almost out of beer and I do have Buffalo Trace whiskey sitting just slightly on the side. So uh, let's do that. But um, cheers for coming on, bro, and talking on the podcast. Yeah. Ah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, yeah it's been a, been a blast. Yeah. Would you like to leave any note for the people, you know? Uh, no, just um, look after yourselves and everyone around you, um, especially how things are at the moment. So if it's just a smile or say hello to someone or give someone a wave, whatever it might be, just do that. And, um, and yeah, we're, I'm, I'm really thankful that we are in the position we're in and also that I'm lucky to be in the position I'm in as well. So um, always remember what you have and always remember those around you as well, I think is really important. Yeah. And value that. Yeah. And know the value in it. Yeah. yeah. Because we can definitely take things for granted so easily in this day and age, you know, you have yeah. that many distractions on around you and caring about yourself that it's like, it's good to look out for once, you know, and if that's what this thing has allowed you to do, your life's going to be better for it, you know, as bad as it is at the moment, you know, and as negative as you can take it if you want, there's certainly positives to see in this whole situation live your life better and live your life to the fullest, you know, but, and that's cherish one. those ones around you, loved ones. Righto. Cheers for coming on, brother. Bang on. No Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers, T. We're out. Woo. Did it. Another episode. I'm pretty sure I was getting a little bit tipsy towards the end of that one. Ah, it was all good fun. And if you liked it, well, we might start doing a few more of those in between the usual interviews. And guys, I, I love and appreciate you all, especially for listening to this podcast. It, it means a lot. And if you want to show us a little bit more love, be great if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow us on any of the other podcast platforms that we have this on or the social media stuff. Uh, going deep with Dan Good on Instagram and Dan Triple underscore Good for my personal account. I know it's uh, pretty tough times at the moment, guys. You know, it's um, it's easy to dwell on the negative, but you got to stay positive with this. There's always a silver lining in these tough circumstances and hopefully we can all grow and connect a lot more um, through this, you know, it's it definitely for me, it's, it's allowing me to appreciate everyone I've got around me and the people that I don't get to see and speak to all the time, you know, you reach out in times like this and it's a beautiful thing. So if you can have one takeaway, I hope you can find that it's the, uh, the ability to connect again. And that's what we're all about here. So love to you all and stay tuned for the next one.